We got comic books and comics news, comics insights and reviews, comics girls and comics dudes, sipping on some freshly brewed. Cause it's comics and coffee, coffee. starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee, comics and coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Nikki Alfaro. Hey. <clears throat> Good morning. <clears throat> so we we had some plans for this morning. We had we had been we had been preparing, guys. We had been making a list of stuff to talk about, and we were going <laughs> to check it off, and we were going to you know we're like look, we're very proud of ourselves because uh, usually it's like an email right before being like, oh, what do you want to talk about? This time we actually planned it. Then I woke up this morning and my my phone was like re- had the ten notifications from people, um, and I click and apparently DC decided that they didn't care how much work we did uh, to get ready for the show that they were going to plan to end the new Fifty Two, uh, and they were going to announce it this morning. So we're going to talk about that m- most definitely. Um, if you guys have never tuned in before, uh, Comics and Coffee is a live comic book morning show. Uh, where we talk about mostly comic books, but also other uh, geeky stuff. Um, this is a live YouTube show, but uh, starting hopefully within the next week, you'll also be able to get it as a podcast. Uh, we've submitted it to iTunes, so once that gets approved, it will be all up there for you guys to, to, to check out. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about this whole DC business, um, and hopefully maybe we'll get to some of that other stuff in some other weeks. But So... Um, uh, A lot of stuff um, came of this. DC, basically, after Convergence, is ending just about half of their titles and bringing on a bunch of new ones. And they had a very clear message about what they're bringing on and why. Now, you're going to see me looking at my phone a lot during this because, again, this just happened. So there are quotes and stuff that I would like to read that I will not be able to read if I don't have my phone. Out. And there's no way we would have been able to memorize this list. <laughs> no, absolutely not. The list is really long. Um, you know, it's it's a very it's a very interesting move by them, and we'll get into the more the details as, as we go here. Um, I'm trying to find the quote from which I just had up from um, Dan Dedeo and and Jim Lee. So. Um, this heralds in a new era for the DC Universe, which will allow us to publish something for everyone, be more expensive and, and modern in our approach, and tell stories that better reflect the society around us. That's from DC Entertainment co-publisher Dan DiDeo. Um, whether you've been a fan, a DC fan your whole life, or whether you are new to comics, there will be a book for, for you beginning in June. Um, so let's just start with that. So they're not... So the details... People have the details... There are a lot of new books starting, a lot of books ending, but the continuity is not restarting. Um, we are starting from the New 52 continuity has happened, so all the books like Batman, Superman, those books like that, the books that are staying, are going to be ongoing from what they what they were before. Uh, not totally clear about numbering yet, as a, 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 if they're going to go back to number ones or if they're going to stay at their current numbering, but they are staying at their current stories. So you don't have to worry about that I think a lot of their books are going to stay, like, they're not going to renumber them. I think I read it in one of the articles. Yeah, I read they're taking, the, the numbers, numbering's taking a break, 
which I'm thinking I mean, it just means for convergence, and once it's done, we're back to regular numbering <coughs> again. Uh, so those books are going to stay, uh, and then a bunch of new books, like I said, are, are coming in. But just in general, and one of the other things Dandideo said was <coughs> continuity isn't as important as story. That's what was a big quote from him. Um, and we're where story is king, not continuity. But this whole message, what they're doing, Nikki, what do you think about this new direction for DC? I think it's about time. Um, I'm not sure about a lot of these titles because I've never heard of them. But um, I'm excited. I... I dropped out of most DC titles with the New 52, but that's because I was uh, previously a DC fan, like hardcore DC fan. Um, but I'm glad that they did the New 52, because if I didn't drop all these titles, I wouldn't have explored Marvel or Image, so there's that. Um, anyways, uh, I'm excited to see Starfire in more clothes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that design, the cover. Yeah, the David and the Connor redesign. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, anything is better than what she looked like previously. Not that Starfire has ever worn very many much clothes, but they it definitely got worse. It definitely got worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the exact quote from today about the storytelling thing was: "In this new era of storytelling, story will trump continuity as we continue to empower creators to tell the best stories in the industry." Um. So yeah, I mean, I. I think it's an interesting change of direction for them, at least on the publicity side, right? Yeah. Because I never thought that their books were all that exclusive. You know, I, I they, they definitely, for the first year, two years of the line, had a very streamlined, very similar tone to most of their books. But, I, you know, I, I felt like th over the past year especially, they've done def obviously done a lot to to change that. Um, with little things uh, along the way a a as well. But this is a big change forward-facing for them because in the past, their message has more been, this is the way, these are the books we publish, deal with it. Like, that's been kind of what their forward-facing has been for a long time. And now, to, to change their tune like this, I think it is very interesting. Um, you know, it has everything to do with market direction, obviously. Um, w w there's nothing wrong with that, either. I mean, that's what their business, they're supposed to go... Um, where where the money is, and that's what they're I think what they're doing right now. But they have opened up their line in a way I think that it needed something big like this in order to do that. It's very hard to cancel twenty series and bring twenty on without some sort of major thing happening in the middle to make that happen. And um, it, it's interesting because it it comes right off the heels, right obviously of the Marvel Secret Wars announcement, where Marvel was much less clear about. <clears throat> what was going to be the aftermath of their big event. DC is being very clear about what's going to be the aftermath of, of, of their big event. And I think that's purposeful, obviously. Um, I appreciate that. As much yeah. as I love Marvel stuff right now, like this getting a clear idea of what we're going to get and um, building the excitement by announcing these teams, I'm, I'm cheering for DC now. Yeah, um, me, me too, absolutely. And... Um, I, I, you know, I want to go through really quick just what is, what's there and what's coming, uh, what's new and what, what's saying. So there's interesting because they they, knew, they announced a lot of not a lot but a, a few mini series from rather high profile people and a bunch of ongoing. So this alphabetical order, this is right from the DC Comics website. 
Um, they have a nice list there. Uh, there's a new Batman Beyond ongoing title set in the regular DC 52, not 52, DC Universe. Can't call it that anymore because the new 52 <laughs> is over. Uh, uh, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Bernard Chang. Um, then we have two six-issue miniseries up next that are fitting into what DC's calling more of an offbeat, humorous line, uh, which you can obviously see as a direct response to what's been happening you know, books at Marvel and books at, at, at the indie studios as well. Uh, a Batmite six-issue limited series, also by Dan Jurgens, with art by Corin Howell, and a Bizarro six-issue limited series, written by Heath Corson, with art by Gustavo uh, Darate. So, doing a Batmite series is, is pretty crazy. I don't know if you know who Batmite is, Nikki. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've heard of them. And yes. I read some of Morrison's stuff, so... Okay, so that's really, yeah. that's, that's, that's really what my whole experience with the character is, um, and I think it's pretty crazy that they're going to... that they're going to embrace that side of, of their universe. It's something that they very much extricated when the New 52 began, right? That the silliness left the universe very, very much, and we lost characters like Batmite and Ambush Bug and people like that who... Um, who brought a levity to the tone, and we we see that in recent the recent months mm -hmm. that um, uh, Jurgens and Giffen have brought back, uh, I'm sorry, Gif, uh, Giffen and DiMatteis have brought back Blue Beetle and, and Booster Gold in, in an old way. So you're bringing back kind of more that levity situation. Uh, did you did you have an interest in that side of the DC universe, Nikki? Um, not so much, but then I saw the. Um is it cover art for Bizarro? Mm -hmm. It looks it looks really interesting. I might have to check that out. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. Uh, next up, we have uh, Black Canary, which is uh, written by Brendan Fletcher with art by Annie Wu and Irene Ko. Yay, and Brendan! <laughs> and this is very cool, right? Black Canary has not had her own series since um, before the New 52 began, and she's been a character that's very much bounced from... Um, I'm not going to say bad book to bad book, but, you know, mediocre book. I, I think that Birds of Prey was generally a mediocre book uh, during the New 52 run. And for her to get her own series, I think, is very cool, especially with something like Brendan Fletcher writing that. He, he's shown he has a grasp on, on writing big characters and writing fresh takes on those characters in, in Batgirl, Gotham Academy. And Annie Wu is a great artist. I mean, I love her stuff on Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Is it also... Is there another artist on there? Yeah, yeah Irene Coe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think she's doing um, a Batgirl story at some point. Oh, okay. Um, Constantine the Hellblazer, uh, written by Ming Doyle with art by Riley Rossimo. So, again, we don't know a lot of the details on what this is going to be as far as... Um, you know, what this is going to be as far as tone compared to the Vertigo series, but bringing back the Hellblazer name leads me to believe there's probably some aspect of that tone going to return to Hellblazer. Um, and Ming Doyle and Riley Rossimo, what do you think about that <laughs> creative team? Um, I read the first issue of um, The Kitchen, uh, and while I'm not really interested in Constantine, uh, I think Ming Doyle is uh, amazing both as a writer and artist, so I'll, I'll read the first issue. I'll give it a chance. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think Constantine is a super interesting character, one that I've just never really been able to get on the, the, the ball with as far as an ongoing series. Um, 
I read the kitchen as well, and I think that it proved that Ming can write. So that's good. You know, I think that it, it's proven that she's not just an artist. Um, and Rodley Rossimo, I think, is a perfect choice for for Hellblazer art. He and it's it's some of it's really like his first, I guess, regular ongoing work for one of the big two. So it should be interesting to see. Um, we've got Cyborg, written by David Walker, and art by Ivan Rice. Um, big news, obviously, um, for a lot of reasons. Cyborg is a character that they're <clears throat> they're really pushing, really, really pushing. Uh, they began it when the new two started, but with the movie coming out, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of time spent on that character. Um, you know, he's a black character, and it's a black writer. So DC has not... Neither company, I shouldn't say DC, neither company has had many writers of color um, going for them, writing ongoing series. <clears throat> so I think that that's a... It's, it's, it's one thing to say you're going for diversity, and it's another <clears throat> thing to actually start implementing it. And it's nice to see DC doing that here. Um, you know, it's, it's not... It doesn't make it all good, but it, at least it, it's a beginning. It's beginning stages towards it. It's a step. Uh, it's a step, exactly, exactly. And Ivan Rice is a great artist, so it's it's a big time artist on that book. Uh, Dark Universe, which is replacing Justice League Dark, um, and, and brings <clears> it, I guess, more in line with what Guillermo del Toro's supposed movie is going to be called. Um, James Tinney and the Fourth is writing that, and that is art by Ming Doyle. So, I am really excited for this book. I am so, so excited for this book. I love James Tinian, the fourth, like, Mimetic, amazing. Mimetic is amazing, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I see his growth this year as well, because I feel like in the past, I've liked him, but he's, I pretty much liked him as kind of the Batman backup writer, and then in this past year, with The Woods and with Mimetic, I feel like he's really kind of started to find his voice as his own creator. Yeah, definitely. Like, I just got into the woods um, through trades. Um, it's killing me to wait. This is, like, the <laughs> first one, the first title where I'm just like, oh, I have to wait for the trades. <laughs> um, Green Lantern, The Lost Army. Cullen Bunn is writing that with uh, Jesus Saez and Javi Pina on, on art duties. Um, no, I don't need... I didn't see any details about that book. You know, it's another Green Lantern book, but there's a bunch ending. So I think Colin Bunn is, is a great writer, and I generally think that everything he does is at least interesting. So it, when I see his name on a book, I'm at least going to pick up the first issue of something that he, that he does. So the next book is Doomed, uh, Scott Lobdell and Javier Fernandez. I'm, I'm assuming is going to be related to the, the Superman work. Um, I've never been a big Scott uh, Lobdell <laughs> fan, it's just, it's just not my cup of tea, so this doesn't excite me. But uh, for fans of Scott Lobdell, I'm, I'm sure that, that they are psyched. Uh, Earth 2 Society, with uh, write, written by Daniel Williams, and art by Jorge Jimenez. The Earth 2 book proper is ending, so uh, this is going... I, I, I'm guessing Society is intonating at a Justice Society type of feel to, to the book. Uh, what it's going to be, who the characters are, what the story is going to be, we don't know. But it's nice to see at least that the Earth 2 that they've built up over the last couple of years, which has had some pretty high high points, in my opinion, is going to be sticking around. Uh, <clears throat> because when they first kind of announced or let, let slip that Earth 2 was ending, I had a fear that that was going to go away and it was just going to kind of get shoved under the carpet. And I think there's some good moves they've made there, even if they aren't those original Justice Society characters. Um, Doctor Fate, written by Paul Levitz, with art by uh, Sonny Liu. I'm also uh, excited for this. 
Why are you excited for it? Um, I don't know. I've never read anything with Dr. Fate. Um, it'll be cool to see him get his own series and his own space to, um, to develop. And um, just like not in, not just in the team books. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And I think the occult character kind of thing is a, is an interesting thing for them to do. And <clears throat> obviously, they're embracing it. They have a couple books that are going to deal with that, with Constantine and Dark Universe, and now Doctor Fate. But it, it's cool to see <clears throat> those kind of classic characters getting revitalized and getting used. And Paul Levitz is a great writer. You know, he's still a great writer. He's been with that for many many years, and his stuff has just been fantastic. Um, Harley Quinn and a Power Girl six-issue limited series written by uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor with art by Stephane uh, Rue. I think I'm saying that name right. <laughs> what do you think about this, Snaggy? I'm super excited for this. Um, I haven't been reading Harley Quinn, um, but I've picked up issues here and there, and the Power Girl team-up like, had me laughing so much. Um, it's a good, it's a good matchup, and I know Amy. Good evening, will be really happy about this. Hi, Amy. I think she's watching right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after that, we've got Justice League of America, written and drawn by Brian Hitch. <clears throat> Brian, Brian Hitch, obviously most famous for the Ultimates, drawing the Ultimates for Marvel um, when the Ultimate Universe first launched. I think this is over 10 years ago now he, he did that. He's obviously worked for Image and, and done work at, at Marvel and, and stuff going forward after that. Um, you know, uh, they, they tried doing Justice League of America once, and I think they were somewhat successful, and they kind of transitioned out of it for Justice League United. Uh, but Justice League of America is, is, a, is, a, is a banner name, and I think bringing it back is, is a good idea. Um, I, I have not, never actually read anything that Brian Hitch has written, so I've only seen his art. I do like his art quite a bit, but I'd be interested to see what this ends up being and how it fits in with the other uh, Justice League titles that, that exist already over at DC. Um, let's see. And Nikki, anything you have an opinion on, just chime in. Don't, don't you have to wait for me to call on you. All right. I think they're just uh, trying to catch up with how many Avenger books there are. <laughs> uh, Justice League 3001, which... You know, seems like a just a, a soft reboot or just the next stage of Justice League 3000, uh, written by Keith Giffen with art by Howard Porter. Uh, I just recently started reading that book again because of the <clears throat> because of the Booster and Blue Beetle stuff, and you know, it, it's got a good sense of fun, and, and I think Howard Porter is a great artist, so I will be intrigued to see what what happens with that. Uh, Martian Manhunter is getting his own series, written by Rob Williams with art by Ben Oliver. Um, Martian Manhunter is an awesome, awesome character. Um, to be quite honest with you, Rob Williams is not a name that I see and automatically want to read the books that he is putting out. It's just, it's just he always feels to me like a, a B-tier <clears throat> writer, and you know I don't mean that to be hurtful or offensive to him, but it's just um, he, his books never really connect with me. Uh, ben Oliver is a, is a fantastic artist. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I think it'll be beautiful the way he'll depict uh, the powers of the Martian Manhunter, but uh, I just the writing does the writing team does not fill me with confidence. Um, we've got Midnighter, uh, written by Steve Orlando with art by ACO. Um, I have no idea what this is going to be about, so this is a, this is a whole googly <laughs> search right now. This is where my not reading comics 
before the new 52 and not catching up on everything I want to catch up on uh, hurts me. So I'm at the Wikipedia page. Midnighter is a fictional comic book-based superhero, best known as a member of the rogue superhero team The Authority, created by Warren Ellis and artist Brian Hitch. He first appeared in Stormwatch, Volume 2, Number 4, before appearing in various Authority <coughs> books and series. Um, unlike Batman, Midnighter has superhuman abilities and generally kills his opponents. All right, so he's like murdery Batman. All right, okay. I'm, I'm on it now. Um, so I, I also, I don't know the character, um, but sometimes for me that's actually a bonus because if the book looks interesting, if the art is nice, I'll end up wanting to pick it up and giving it a chance over possibly a character that I maybe <clears throat> have a bias against already. Um, and if he's created by Warren Ellis, I have to say that I think that that's a pretty good, a pretty good uh, pedigree to have. It's like they put all the grit and darkness in one book. <laughs> yeah. It seems Steve Orlando also writes Undertow for Image. So that's, that's, that, that's where his credentials are. Um, <laughs> Mystic U, which they haven't really said anything about, uh, written by uh, Alisa Quitney. Um, and it says, stay tuned for artist info. <laughs> um, I mean, Mystic U sounds like another kind of occult, dark DC Universe thing, but maybe possibly like the college they go to? That makes it the little Gotham Academy, but yeah. college years. Yeah, that that's what it seems like to me. If that's the case, and that's if our speculation is correct, that's something I think <laughs> sounds very cool. Um, it's again like Harry Potter in college is what it, what it what I get from looking at that. And she's also writing um, the Batgirl Convergence story. Mm. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Which features um, a lot of great Batgirl characters in in that story. Um, let's see, next, Omega Man, Omega Men, written by Tom King, with art by Alec Morgan. Again, I, uh, on the surface, I don't have much of an opinion about, about that. Uh, Tom King is doing a really great job on Grayson. So, Agreed. And that book really surprised me, to be quite honest with you. I was not looking forward to that title. Um, it was sad to see Nightwing go. And then when that book came out, and I read the first issue, I was really taken aback by how much I enjoyed it. And I think Dick Grayson's always been a character that they've been able to, that has changed. He's been one of the few characters in all of comics that continually changes and seems to have a life arc that he's going on. And I think they did a good job keeping that going. So good on them. Um, Prez uh, by Mark Russell and Ben Caldwell. This is another one of kind of their, they said they're quirky, like out there lines. Uh, I didn't see a lot of info on what exactly it was, so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but um, another one of their out-there books. Um, Red Hood Arsenal, which is replacing a Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, obviously will feature um, Roy Harper as, as Arsenal and Jason Todd as Red Hood. Um, Scott Lovedell and Dennis Medry are, are on that. Robin, Son of Batman, written and drawn by Patrick Leeson, who has been doing an amazing job the past three years, plus years, on Batman and Robin as the artist. I don't know him as a writer at all, so I can't speak to that. But I love Damien as a character, and so getting to see him uh, continue in his own book is, is very exciting for me. Um, so then we have Section 8, uh, especially because Batman and Robin is ending. Uh, Section 8, which is a six-issue limited series by Garth Ennis and John uh, McRae who did the Hitman series for DC years and years ago. 
this is a character spinning <coughs> of, of that series. I've never really read anything by Garth Ennis before. So I, Me either. Um, which is a glaring, glaring hole in my comic book knowledge. Um, uh, so I'm interested to see what this is like and, 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 really, and really jump in with it. Um, Starfire by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor with um, art by Emanuela uh, Lupacino. <laughs> we, uh, we spoke about it a little bit before. The redesign for the character. Emanuela Lupacino is doing the art for Supergirl right now. And it's great. So this is one of the books I'm actually most excited for because I love like the old Teen Titans. And I, I love that character. And so I, I want to see what that team is able to do with, with her. Based on um, what I've read with Power Girl, Harley Quinn, and then even um, I picked up like a Misty Knight, Colleen Wing team up by Palmiotti. I I really like his writing um, in terms of female titles, so really really excited for that one. Yeah, me uh, me, me too, absolutely. And last, our, it, this is really the book that's replacing Batman and Robin. We are Robin, uh, written by uh, Lee Bermejo with art by Kyrie Randolph. And uh, Robin is one of my favorite characters in, in any form, in any incarnation in the DC Universe. And they haven't given exact details on this. The cover kind of more looks like people inspired by Robin, but the, but the leaked kind of rumored news is that it's just going to feature characters who have held the name of Robin before teaming up. Um, and obviously, with the events of uh, Batman Eternal, several people who, uh, you know, Stephanie Brown, who used to be Robin at some point, is now back in the universe, so hopefully we'll, we'll see her in this book as well. Um, I, I am really excited to see a book <coughs> that features all of those characters doing, all of, doing what they do, because I, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I loved Robin, and then when I was a asshole teenager. I was like, Robin is stupid. You know? And now I've very much come back around <clears throat> the fact that I, I just love him as a character. So I'm really excited to see where all of that goes um, and, and what it ends up being. Sad to see Batman and Robin go uh, because I, I do really, really love that book, but excited for what this title could mean. Um, and just I'll run down quickly the books that are staying so you know people, people want to know if their book is there or not. Uh, Action Comics, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, Detective Comics, Batman Superman, Catwoman, Deathstroke, The Flash, Gotham Academy, uh, Gotham by Midnight, Grayson, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Justice League United, Justice League United, which we don't have the creative team yet, apparently Lemire is leaving, uh, Lobo, Secret Six, Sinestro, New Suicide Squad, Superman, Superman Wonder Woman, Teen Titans, and... One <clears throat> uh, big change on Superman. Uh, Jean uh, Luan Yang, who uh, wrote The Shadow Thief, is going to be taking over writing duties for Superman with uh, John Romita Jr. Uh, remaining on art. I uh, love his writing. I'm just really not sold on John Romita Jr.'s art <laughs> on Superman. Mm. My friend was showing me like Superman's new power. I'm just like, no, the art, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like his art. I, I, I'm always kind of going back and forth. Yeah, on... he's hit or miss with me. Just yeah. with Superman, I, I don't think he's the right artist. Yeah, there's been stuff that I, I feel like 
on this run with John that has been great that he's done, and there are other times where it just looks bad to me. And, and I don't know... I don't really know if that's just... It, it seems like sometimes he's doing his best work and sometimes it looks lazy. And I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure he works incredibly, incredibly hard. But it's it just sometimes the, the, it lacks detail. Sometimes the faces look strange. And other times it just looks great. And, and so I don't know what's up with that. But to take Superman in this direction, like I love Jeff Johns. But the thing about Jeff Johns doing it is Jeff Johns has done it before. He had a long run on Superman, which was great. And so although he had done a good job of bringing that book up uh, into one of the better books in, in, the, in, in, the, in the line, I always felt with him like this is something he'd done before. And I always like to see Johns tackling new stuff. And obviously here, I mean, we don't see him writing any new books. He continues to write Justice League, which has continued to be, over the last year, a really, really good book. Um, and I'm glad to see someone else taking it up. Uh, and obviously this is more diversity, right, in their, in their line as far as creators go. And, you know, I think that obviously having characters of, of different races and gender and ethnicity is important, but also having the people writing them, um, bringing more viewpoints in that way, I think is also incredibly important as well. And DC is definitely taking, like we said, steps in, in that direction. Um, so, Nikki, coming away from this, I mean, we, we went through it. I mean, we talked about everything that, that they're bringing. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there might be more announcements as, as we go along, but after we go through this, which ones are the ones that stand out the most to you? Which one, What are you most excited about? Um, definitely Starfire. <clears throat> um, and the Harley Quinn Power Girl 6-issue six, six Limited. I'm most excited for the fact that Gotham Academy and Gotham by Midnight are are on the continuing line, so yay. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> that it's surviving this this total rejiggering of the universe. So I think that proves that DC believes in the book. Or they um, or they wouldn't be making it here. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that uh, with Batwoman gone, there's no queer representation anymore. Oh, it's true. Um, which is kind of a bummer, but I'm still kind of hoping that Black Canary's bye. <laughs> Especially since Arrow did it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, also we don't know what will come of these new series that that are launching. You know, yeah. there there could very well be characters introduced or characters whose you know sexual orientation is realigned um, in, in this kind of new universe. So we'll have to see what happens there. But to be honest, like what Batwoman en ended being was not the Batwoman that began. And I would rather see that book go away than continue to kind of, in my opinion, get farther and farther away from what made the series great in the first place. If they can pull Rucka back... Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be worth the wait. Yeah. Um, you know, I had hopes in, with some of the Convergence stuff announced, with the question being back and all that stuff, that we might see Me him too. return to the, you know, see him return to writing and possibly see Renee return to, you know, regular rotation in the DC Universe. Now, not to say she won't. There are, there are plenty of books, like Dark Universe and, and stuff like that, Gotham by Midnight even, you know, where, where she has definitely has a place. Yeah. But, but uh, I was hoping to see her own series pop up here. Um, but DC in the past, and this is one of the things where I feel like they always deserve credit for, is they have not never shied away from doing series that 
seem like they are just ridiculously crazy to do on the surface. You know, they brought back plenty of characters in the New 52 that you really, your, your eyebrows arched wondering why you're, you're giving Vibe their own ongoing series, right? His own ongoing series. But they did it and they tried it. It failed, but they tried it. And so I think they're never, they're, they are very good about cycling in books in and out of their line. So, you know, who knows? This, this lineup definitely might change. And plus, a lot of these are limited and they're going to be done in six months. So there's going to be a new crop of things that are going to come in uh, on, on the back of those. You know, I think it's very funny, right, because the Secret Wars announcement felt very much like a DC announcement to me. And this announcement feels very much like a Marvel announcement to me. In a, in a lot of ways, it's a very weird switcheroo <laughs> for the companies. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens from the fallout of Secret Wars because I want to see what books are going to come out of what the universe is going to look like Hopefully we get a more inclusive, more open universe to new readers once the big event is done. Um, but this, this is great because this is, they're telling you, I'm, I don't have to wonder, they're telling you, this is what's coming, we're not throwing everything away, we're just bringing in more, and we're going to make everything more inclusive. And I love the fact that they mentioned if you've been reading DC forever, or if you're new, there's a place for you here. And in the past, they had not been that. They had been saying, you know, the new 52 is the new 52. All that stuff is gone. Like, forget about it. We're not even going to, like, advertise our... We're not even going to advertise our previous books, you know, and to this point where they're saying everybody has a place. And I think that's great. They have to follow through on it, but the, the, the message is especially awesome and especially prescient because of the week that we've been having on Talking Comics this past week. So, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, overall, Nikki, are, are, be as, we'll be as pie in the sky and as positive as possible, believing them on their word. Um, what do you think? Do you think this is going to hold a good future for DC? Do you think this is going to bring in new readers? I think <clears throat> it'll definitely be a place to start. I mean, since they're not renumbering... I guess, their old stuff, uh, it's a good chance to see um, some B, C, D listers um, get some get some spotlight with new creative teams. Um, but we'll see if they can, they can continue to keep that up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if continuity is not their, not their uh, um, focus anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and I think what what's what I like about this event more than anything, this this announcement more than anything, is that it's a measured announcement, right? It none of it is changing the universe forever. None of it is we're throwing everything out and, and starting completely fresh. It's all measured, and we have new stuff, we have old stuff. Story is going to trump continuity, but that doesn't mean continuity is gone. You know, it just means we're not having our writers be slaves to continuity. And I think that sort of measured announcement is very refreshing in the comic book world mm -hmm. because neither, neither company has been known for doing that. You know, neither company has been known for being that measured, and so I, I love that about it. I love that it's trying. You know, the, I, I think initially the hope of getting new people in, it, it's always, I think it's always this pie-in-the-sky like comic book dream we all have as readers, like this is gonna be the thing that's gonna make my you know 
my friend wanted to read it, who's never read it before. And that's probably not the case, because the only way that's going to happen is you pushing that stuff on them. You know, that's how any friends I've gotten to read comic books hasn't been from some announcement. It's been because in conversation I brought up a book, and they thought it sounded interesting, and I handed it to them, and they ended up really liking it. But I think at least this might bring back people to DC who have left DC for a while. And in doing that, hopefully it leads to them recommending books and so on and so on and so forth. And it leads to them reading books maybe that have been um, not so well read over the past couple of months. Maybe they get boosted up a little bit because they go, oh, I didn't realize I left because everything was so dark and I didn't, it wasn't my thing anymore. I didn't realize these books existed here. Let me check them out and maybe we'll see numbers improve all across the board. But, no, I think it's a really great thing. I think it's, I'm super positive on it, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Some of the books sound great. And, you know, I didn't even put the Black Canary Arrow thing together in my brain, you know, that, that, that she's becoming <clears throat> a very important character on that show. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's obviously the reason why they want her to be a, a major character here. Um, but, uh, and obviously, they kept Green Arrow, stuff like that, so... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, overall, though, I think we're both pretty positive on it. Definitely. Yeah. So that's that's our whole show. <laughs> um, okay, but we we had some other ideas to talk about, guys, and we'll try to get to it. Obviously, there was some. We had the Daredevil trailer that broke, um, from the Netflix Daredevil trailer, uh, which we were going to talk about. And also, you know, um, we got an announcement that Bendis is leaving X Men once Secret War starts. So there's going to be a lot of new stuff happening. Um, after that, and we want to talk about those our theories about where people are going to go and what's going to happen, but we're, that's going to have to wait until another show. So if you guys want to get in touch with us, it's at Talking Comics on Twitter. Use the hashtag TalkingJava so that you, we, we'll know. We'll click on that hashtag. We'll know we can talk to you guys. We know what you're asking us. We can The whole week we can look through it, and we can see what you have there, and we can include it. Um, we have a Comics and Coffee thread on the forums. Go there, comment. We had some questions we didn't get to today. We will get to them in, in, the, in the coming weeks, I, I promise. Um, my personal Twitter is at Bobby Shortle. Nikki? I am at I am Asian Batgirl. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much. And make sure you get in contact with us and let us know what you want us to talk about because we want it to be an open dialogue with, with everybody. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we had a bunch of more viewers this week than we had last week. Um, and I promise you it will be out as a podcast in the next week or so. Look for it there. Thank you for starting your day out the nerdy way with us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cause it's comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way.